Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash. For anyone listening in England, I uh, hope you're enjoying this tropical weather. Uh, at the minute, it's a lot more South Beach than South Yorkshire. And if you're wanting to get out of the sun for a bit, why not pop down to your local arc cinema? Indiana Jones isn't out for a couple of weeks yet, but I am very excited to see Harrison Ford don the famous hat and jacket just one last time. And if you're new here, you know you've been listening for a while, feedback's a gift. So please do leave us a rating and review either on Spotify or Apple, wherever you happen to be listening. And since the last episode, there's been the usual rumour mill of free agents, a couple of big name releases, and of course, our fantasy season has begun. Kind of. So without further delay, on we go. Welcome, boys. Um... Scully, I'll come to you first. How are you, mate? You know you were north of the border last week. Not sure what you did to deserve that, but how was it? It was good. First time I've been uh, north of the wall since I was about seven, but uh, the hospitality was good. Beer was good. Food was good. Good time all around. Ah, good, good. Bit of change of scenery. And and Charlie, what about you? You've been prepping or you've been packing this, this week? A uh, lot of packing, a lot of shopping. Uh, I feel like I've done every shopping centre and designer outlet possible. Uh, so I'm shopped out, so I'm ready to, to get away. Yeah, is it classic? Everyone needs a new outfit. No no one's got anything that fits. Everyone needs a new new shorts, T-shirt, dress, everything that needs to be going for next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to need to buy any new clothes for like two years. Um, <laughs> neither is anybody else in the house because everybody's got a new outfit for every day. Yeah, it'd be nice when Scarlett's hand-me-downs go to Theo. That'll be a laugh uh, a couple of years' time, won't it, for him? Yeah, um, and, and you'll be able to see some absolute gems that I've purchased later this year. <laughs> oh, dear. I bet there's a collection of Travis Kelsey-esque Hawaiian shirts, no doubt. I'll, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye out for them. Cheeky Painful le- price as well. Cheeky little pink leopard print. You know it. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I hope that's outer clothes, not... Not underwear. Uh, yeah, don't bring them stateside. Uh, anyway, anyway, she gets talking to NFL. So, um, so yeah, so we want to talk about this week our draft order. So we had our, um, I don't know what we'd call it really. So we wanted to do it in reverse order of how our league finished last season. So uh, whoever finished last, so Wellham finished last overall, had the first choice of where he wants to draft this year. Um, and as it played out, probably slightly not quite as I expected, um, but but it is what it is. Um, so I'm drafting seventh. Um, Charlie, you're sorry, no, I'm drafting fifth this season. Charlie, you're drafting seventh, and then Scully, you're drafting eleventh. So Charlie, I'll come to you first. So drafting seventh. Um, how do you feel about that? Is that where you wanted to be, where you'd have picked overall, or or whatnot? Ideally, I would have taken fifth. That's where I wanted to go. Um, but I wanted to be around sort of 5th, 6th, 7th so that I'd got an even amount of time between picks. I didn't, I didn't, I know there's, there's pluses to, to being sort of early on. You get, your, obviously, you, you get the first pick overall, but then next time round, you get the last pick of the second round, first pick of the third, and, and vice versa being 12th. Um, but I wanted to try and have that time between to try and plan who I was going to pick rather than panic buy and 
get two uh, later. But yeah, I'm not I'm not disappointed. But I would have liked to have been the other side of of, uh, of six. Yeah, and and do you know what? It's only thinking about it a little bit further that so so I picked fifth position, but I was picking sixth. So as it worked out for us, um, well, who picked first picked number one, and then it went number two, number three, number four, and and I wasn't expecting it to go like that at all. I thought, like you said, really, I thought people would start picking those middle ones. And then there'd be a choice whether you want to go second or ninth or whatever it might be either side, but but that wasn't the case. So so yeah, for me picking fifth, I think there's a there's a, probably a bunch of players outside the top three maybe that are all much for muchness. So in hindsight, maybe I would have gone even slightly further down, uh, even to seventh really. At least you've got the swing on the other end a little bit sooner. Um, Scully, so I guess a good position for you that you were the last one to pick and, well, didn't really have a choice. It was just what was left, but that's the well, that's, that's the prize for winning last season. But yeah, so picking 11th, how do you feel about that? Yeah, happy to pick uh, 11th. I mean, I'd, I'd have rather pick 12th, to be honest, and that, that was taken out of my hands, as you mentioned. But um, I like picking a little bit later on. Seems a little bit less pressure on the pick. You can see how the draft is developing as well and see who's potentially reaching for stuff, um, see who, well, see what kind of pattern. So a lot of running backs going first, a lot of wide receivers going first. Is someone taking a, a quarterback early on and does that mean that other quarterbacks are going to go and follow quite early on? So it's quite good to see how that how that pattern might develop and, and then sometimes the kind of choices made for you at the end at the end of the draft it's like, okay that that's the obvious choice that I need to need to take that person off the board uh, that's similar to what what happened for me last year um, the other thing as well is that you get an earlier pick in the second round which I think is good so the, the downside is that you do have to wait a long time then until you get your third and fourth pick but you get that second pick earlier on. And again, that's going to be potentially a, a top round pick that you're picking up really early in the second round. So yeah, happy with where I'm going. I would have rather gone 12th of I mentioned because you've still got that little bit of doubt. Are you going to get the player that you want earlier on in the second round? Uh, whereas if you are picking, obviously 12th, there's no doubt you just get the automatic pick straight away afterwards. But no, overall, positive, happy. Good. And looking back on last season, so um, so you picked Josh Allen at 11 last year and he was the first quarterback to go. Do you think he'll be the first quarterback to go, first of all? And and do you think it'll be, uh, you don't have to give anything away, but do you think it'll be earlier than 11th? Or do you think the quarterbacks are maybe going to wait and go maybe mid-second round? Which way do you think that'll swing? Interested to see what happens. But I think if, if one goes early to to mid first round then I think you'll probably see another one go maybe in the first round and then a couple go definitely in the second round not sure if it'll be Josh Allen first he'll probably be definitely one one of the top two or three the other two probably being Mahomes and Hurts but um, again interested to see how it plays out yeah yeah I remember more specifically last season that uh, was it Tucker I think who went in the seventh round maybe as a kicker and, and I don't think any of us particularly like drafting kickers that early. But as soon as, like you said, one goes, then if a second or a third person's going to start picking that position, you've got to whip them up. Even if, like you say, kind of in the quarterbacks, there's probably a top three, and then there's maybe a bunch of four after that. So, 
you don't want to fall too much behind that really um so so kind of out of your hands really depending on what strategy you might be going for anyway um charlie so again looking back on last year so the top five picks in order uh were jonathan taylor and then mccaffrey and then cooper cup and then eckler and then jefferson do you see those five players which are still highly taught sought after being the top five this season maybe even in a different order or or even maybe that order is exactly the same again i still think it's going to include a majority of those there may be the odd one that that drops out of the top five i think you might be looking at maybe a reverse of that i think uh, a lot of the mock drafts i've done jefferson goes number one um pretty much Pretty much every time. I know he's he's ranked number one. I think his ADP's one overall. So a lot of it's automatically done and people just lazy picks. But um yeah, I can see it being those five or or like I say, the majority of those. I'll be interested to see who I mean, is is Albert picking in that top five? He is picking let's have a look. He is he's picking second, yeah. Because he was big on Bijan, when he was he was pretty <laughs> much saying if he's available to him, he's taking him first round. So um, could we have a rookie in that top five? That'll be interesting to see if he t- picks him up early. With knowing who's picking first and second, McCaffrey's going first, Jefferson's going second. Guarantee I'll, I'll put my mortgage on it now. <laughs> Unless... Unless unless they're listening to this and then they pick something different, so I lose my house. But guaranteed, McCaffrey and Jefferson go first and second. They've got to be. And, and trying to work it out, picking fifth, I think there's probably four players, without giving too much of four players that I'd expect to go. Um, and then beyond that first four, there's probably a group of about six players maybe, which I guess depending on the type of fixtures they've got, a bit of luck, maybe, kind of how how the season might work out. So, so picking fifth, I think, um, if it is those first four in the top four that I'm thinking of, then so be it. But if not, then you're kind of pre-planned and and ready to go. Um, the other thing as well. So last season, uh, obviously Travis Kelsey went to Howarth. He went at 17th, a massive part of the season. I think he had Kelsey and he had Kittle on his roster, but Kelsey at 17th. It's a real game changer. I mean, again, apart from those top four players, potentially, everyone else it can be interchanged quite easily, whereas he's far and above outweighs anyone else. Scully, do you see him falling into the second round? Not sure this year. I think there were doubts on him last year. Was he declining a little bit year on year? And um, I think that was had been reported a little bit and I think that cast a, f- a few doubts in people's mind and I think that's why he slid a little bit but uh, I think he proved that wrong right so um, yeah I can't first round for me is going definitely yeah yeah I think uh, again Josh Allen didn't so much fall off but I think they stopped or he stopped running as much as he did at the start of the season last season so maybe a similar type Josh Allen was kind of scoring points for fun two seasons ago uh, and as Kelsey was last season as well. So whether they are top of their categories and do go before everyone else in those categories. Uh, quick question for you both. So do either of you know who our Mr. Irrelevant was last season? Or any guesses? Scully should know for last year because he picked him, didn't he? No, it would have been Joe. No, Joe picked him, yeah. 
He was no a quarterback. Idea. He played a little bit, not an awful lot. It wasn't a Brock Purdy type, Mr. Irrelevant, who came in and ran the league. Veteran. Might have been in someone's team name. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, it was, yeah. He was he was last year's Mr. Irrelevant, so I just thought it would be funny when I was looking back at how it all played out. So he was irrelevant, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't... Yeah, it'd have been better off picking up, oh, I don't know, some sort of third-choice tight end from, from whoever. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who it is this season and, and if someone does pick up a second quarterback just reaching at that irrelevant stage. Huge heroes, epic battles, great legends, and awesome dinosaurs. Get ready for an awesome year of cinema. Get involved at the Arc Cinema this school holiday with luxurious recliners, a huge selection of sweets and snacks, and a stellar lineup of movies. Catch every moment of the action at your local Arc Cinema. Check out this week's Kids Club film for an affordable visit for the family. Book today and find your nearest at arccinema.co.uk. So let's start taking a very early look at some at some probably mid to late round picks at the quarterback, receiver and running back position. Uh, we're still, what, we're two and a half months out from our draft. Um, so all these things might change. But um, but let's start off, Scully, with, with wide receivers. So who do you want to pick out first of all? So I'll go for probably the more mid round pick. And uh, with both picks, they're similar ilk, if you like, as they are the clear wide receiver two in their team. But if you put them on other teams, they'd probably be arguably receiver one. First one for me would be T. Higgins at um, at Cincinnati. He's put him in any other team, more or less, and is a wide receiver one. Obviously, you put him alongside Chase and is is therefore wide receiver two in that in that offense. But he's going to get He's going to get the ball a lot. He's um, he was what over still over a thousand yards receiving last year. Don't know how many touchdowns he got, but he I still pip him to have a big year in that Cincinnati offense if they build on their stronger finish. I know they had a poorer start last season, but if they build on that stronger finish that they had, then um, I think he could he could rack some points up for. Um, for fantasy teams, so yeah, T. Higgins first. Great shout, yeah. I think an electric offense. There's no doubt about that. There's no uncertainty about that. I had Tyler Boyd for a lot of last season, which I thought was part of a three-headed monster, and it was very inconsistent. And I think T. Higgins, like you say, is that wide receiver too, uh, with Boyd making an appearance and having a game every now and again. Um, and, and yeah, I thought he's he's fallen to probably what even maybe the seventh round potentially. So, yeah, good start. Um, Charlie, running backs? So, running backs, first one I've gone for is uh, Richard White, Tampa Bay. Um, I think the fact that they've lost Brady and they've picked up um, Scully's dream boy at uh, at quarterback that he's potentially going to get used in the passing game for him to to dump off Uh, last year. He had he didn't have many targets. I think about fifth from about fifty eight. It says I, I've got here uh, of which he caught fifty. 
So high percentage catching uh, when he's been targeted. So if he can convert that and they start using him a little bit more, um, he's he's got Chase Edmonds and Kashawn Vaughan, I think it is, the other guy um, who were the competitors for the RB1 spot there. I think it's pretty clear that it's going to be him now that Fournette's gone. Um, so he, he, he should get quite a few snaps. Um, and let's face it, the more you're on the pitch, the more likely you are to score. Um, I'm not expecting him to be like a world beater, but I think later to mid-rounds, he's definitely somebody that could uh, support you, be, be there as a supporting cast. Yeah, and I think looking at some of the other positions, or maybe even just some of the other teams, there's a few free agents out there that might impact this. And, and I know, like I said, we're, we're still well early, uh, well before our draft at all. But but Fortnite's not going to go back to Tampa. I can't imagine the likes of Zeke, even now Dalvin Cook. I can't imagine them. They're going to want to go to the Buccaneers. They're going to want to go to someone who's contending, and, and the books aren't. So so Rashard White, who's a who's an RB one. To pick him up late on is um, is a good sh- good call as well. Uh, okay, so quarterbacks. Um, so the first one for me, uh, Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence is down, I think, down at kind of maybe the tenth ranked quarterback uh, coming into this upcoming season for fantasy. Um, lots of pass catching running backs, starting with ETN really, but I, I know they've added another one as well. You add into that Christian Kirk, now Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram's returned. I think the Jags in general. Looked looked good in point in parts last season. Um, I think this season's what is Trevor Lawrence's third year. Uh, he came on loads last season. I think this season, as a passer, I think he'll make even further improvements and and even as a runner at times. So, so I, he's, he's far from one of those upper echelon elite quarterbacks. Um, not going to be scoring top fantasy points, but when you're ranking him in the top. Or maybe ten something like that in a in a twelve team league, he's going to be someone's starting quarterback. And and for me, I'd have him above above Dak, maybe even above Kirk Cousins even as well. Um, ideally, as an RB as a QB two, if you can get him as that. If not, someone's starting quarterback. Uh, scrolling back round to you and back on to wide receivers. Who's your next one? So second one, more of a journeyman. Just uh, gone to his. Fifth team, I think he's been traded about four, four times. But uh, again, clear number two, I think in in his new offense. But um, could be could be number one. It's uh, Brandon Cooks. So last year he suffered a little bit. Really poor team, Texans. He's going into a lot better offense this year. Um, a lot of upside, I think, for him. I think it's going to be a bit. He'll probably go a little bit later. But I think he's a very very good later round pick as as a wide receiver you're probably in your fantasy team he'll be your wide receiver free probably in that working in that flex option but uh, a very good option there is um, up until last year I think he posted thousand yard seasons in in the previous seven or, or something like that but um, yeah good late round pick a lot of upside um, especially if anything happens to CD Lamb then um, he'll become that that clear number one, and obviously his stats will just go up, his his points will just go up. So um, I think he could be one to look out for in the later rounds. Yeah, real consistent player, isn't he? And 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 amazing, really. How he does bounce around as much as he does. You'd have thought people want to keep hold of someone like that. That's 
almost your, your typical Aaron Rodgers type safety blanket, uh, if you like. So, so yeah, great shout, and I'm sure quite forgettable for most players that draft him. Charlie, back to you on the running backs. So, second one's a guy that I wasn't really big on at all uh, until I started looking at the late scores of last year. Um, someone that, I, well, for me, certainly went under the radar a little bit. I don't know if you, either of you had picked up on it, but it's Cam Akers. Um, he'd been a bit of nothing, really. I mean, they drafted him quite highly to... Uh, and I think under the hope of him being the next Todd Gurley, and it, it never seemed to come to fruition, but uh, obviously picked up that injury last year. So between weeks 13 and week 18, he was the fourth highest scoring running back um, with uh, only, only behind McCaffrey, McKinnon and Eckler. So playing as that RB1 um, because Daryl Anderson got injured and obviously he was sat he was sat behind him. I think he sat week 12 behind some nobody and then played from week 13 and scored really highly. So, I mean, just looking at his, the amount of carries he'd got, he's, he's jumped from 10 as an average for the start of the season, between 10 and 8 to like 18 attempts so just the fact that he was on the ball more um and he was doing he was doing uh doing the job six touchdowns he got in that last in that week in that uh gap of 13 to 18 um so he's certainly gone under my radar and the drafts i've seen him go he's been sort of sixth seventh round uh if you can pick him up at that point i think he's an absolute steal i drafted him maybe even the third round last season based on uh, the playoff performance uh, on that Super Bowl run. Um, and, and then, like I said, didn't particularly start very well at all and then came into his own. So, so yeah, I think I'm sure he'll go under the radar, definitely. Um, and, and looking at the roster as well for the Rams, there's no one else. Like Henderson's not even there anymore. There's no other big names out there. And, and you'd still think, even if Stafford's coming back from an injury, there's still Cooper Cup. There's still a good offense. It's still a McVeigh offense that uh, he'll get a lot of production um, which again, another running back really to add to an already stacked uh, running back uh, committee across the whole fantasy league. Uh, and then quarterback for me. Uh, so, so last one I'll touch on uh, Derek Carr. So he's currently ranked twenty second. Now, I don't think of him too much as a as a player. Although, again, I think quite consistent. I don't think he's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback and, and not even with the Saints, but I think with who they've got, some weapons at running back, whether they do dump it off or pass it out to Kamara. Um, but you've got Alave, you've still got Michael Thomas, uh, unknown what his season's going to be like, but he is still there. And then at tight end, Juwan Johnson uh, come on leaps and bounds last season, so he's expected to have a much better season. Uh, they signed Foster Moreau, uh, who recovered from cancer when he was at the at the Raiders last season, but he's now signed with the Saints. And then Taysom Hill's still still knocking about. Uh, again, not sure what he'll play this season, um, but Derek Carr's clearly the quarterback there. So, so ranked 22nd, again, I can't imagine he's going to be anyone's starting quarterback, but whether it's for a bit of trade value maybe or something later on in the draft, 
Um, maybe something something worth picking up should your first quarterback get injured or obviously just for the bye weeks that we talked about on last episode. I think what he is good for, though, is I'm not big on, on Derek Carr. He's probably not somebody I'm going to be picking up, but he improves that offence from last year in that really strange situation. We've talked about it a few times. No idea why James Winston wasn't starting. Um, it, it was just it was just bizarre but that situation has drastically improved and that means that Olave who had a fantastic rookie season last year is only going to get better yeah in my opinion and and his fantasy value is for me dramatically increased because of that acquisition yeah and, and I'm not sure what goes into it or not but I've seen a few um thoughts around schedule and it's looking like the Saints offense has got a very good schedule whether that's based on kind of the, the NFC South or whoever else they might be playing the percentage of the cornerbacks that they're playing against for those receivers or not I'm not too sure but uh, but the signs are looking good for that as well and just a couple of quick questions for you both um so quarterbacks would you be tempted to pick up uh, and this is if a if a backup, if a second-string quarterback was named before before our draft, would you be tempted to pick up Sam Darnold or Trey Lance until Brock Purdy's fit on that 49ers offense? No. I'd take Trey Lance. Okay. Scully, neither? No. Not even on that offense? No. Not even as a, as a standard, normal quarterback that's not going to play as soon as Purdy's fit? But he can throw it to Kittle, Ayuk, Debo. You know how many touches McCaffrey's going to get. Not even, not even tempted for a no. Mr. Relevant pick. Taking, taking Baker Mayfield all day over those two. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's a silly question uh, and a silly answer. Um, uh, okay, uh, and just last one. So, with some of the reports that have come out this week around, so Saquon looking like he was getting signed to the franchise tag, but. Um, but is very much open to holding out this season unless something gets signed and he gets a deal by the 17th of July. Um, so I, we tweeted out earlier on today as to where you'd draft him. Uh, Scully, where would you draft Saquon? If, if our draft was today, would you still be drafting him early on, uh, assuming that he is going to play? Or would you be a little bit more reluctant with the chance that you're going to be picking up a player early on that's, um, that's just not going to see any game time? I'm not taking him first round with my first round pick irrespective of the situation and, and how early I'm drafting in the second round, I'm probably not taking him there anyway. But if he was available at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth, definitely. Just as a bit of a, and I and I, I'd agree, I'd probably pick him at the minute, maybe third round based on that, that it's probably worth a punt, but it's not worth wasting a first round with the fifth pick on they're signing him. They're, they're signing him. They're not. They're not going to let that situation linger too long um, into the postseason. Whatever that that needs to get sorted out, and I think it will get sorted out. Yeah, it's, it's got to, hasn't it? What they've signed Waller, and then they've re-signed the very average receivers from last season. The the nothing without Barkley, uh, despite what we think about. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, Charlie. What about you? Were you are you thinking the same, or would you be gambling? Um, even if you were potentially going to pick him with the seventh pick, no, I wouldn't be taking him first or second round. Um, I think the very very slim chance of him taking uh, coming down to the third or fourth. Um, I think if he does get to that point, it is an absolute steal 
purely based on his talent. He's, he's an unbelievable running back. But the situation at, at the Giants and obviously his injury, I know he, he had a good season last year, but the season before wasn't particularly great. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be wasting a, a first or second round pick on him. I mean, if if you if everybody wants to leave him f- for me in the third, I'll, I'll happily scoop him up um, and and uh, let him sit on my roster. That's yeah. it. Talk it into existence. <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure Dalvin Cook's dropped dropped a million places in the last uh, in the last week, and uh, depending on where he ends up, depends on where DeAndre Hopkins ends up, might throw everyone's draft board well out the window. But would you take Hopkins? If he lands at the Browns, which I'm really hoping for. Um, and would you take Dalvin Cook if he lands in Miami with that already crowded running back room? Hopkins, I'd probably take fairly early on. I still think he's got it. Was it last, last season he was suspended six games? And then first game back, uh, kind of whatever caught uh, went for about 150 yards so I, I think he's still got it and I think if he was on the Browns with the Sean Watson um, alongside Amari Cooper then then definitely fourth round maybe maybe even higher maybe third round um, Dalvin Cook less so unless they released a couple of running backs um, I, I'd take him because I think he'd be the, the starting running back there but with how that op- offense works and the rotation of running backs, uh, I'd, I'd have reservations about him, I think. I wouldn't be picking either of those. One, firstly, I don't want a Browns player on my team. Um, that's obvious. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't like the the running game in Miami. I don't think they particularly use running backs well in terms of fantasy anyway. They, 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 they have a, a cast of running backs, don't they, and share the load. So it, it it works well, real life fantasy not so much. So I, I would probably avoid fantasy Miami running backs. But on the Dalvin Cook note, uh, Madison should be flying up draft boards now. Mm. Um, he's way down on the rankings, I think, because that news has only just broke. But his scoring was is phenomenal when you look at Cook being out. Last year, he was one that I'd looked at for the uh, the running backs, but the fact that Cook's now gone. Um, when he lasts in season 2021, so Cook sat for four games and Madison on those four finished seventh running back overall, sixth running back overall, eighth running back overall, and then 13th. So around the top 10, nearly pushing top five running backs when Cook sat. So... Um, he's definitely one to be looking at and I think he'll start flying up draft boards now. No, good shout. And where fantasy relevance then is best landing spot for Darwin Cook? You've got to be thinking someone that, again, he's, he's got to be the clear starter, hasn't he? I think we saw last season, even with Detroit, that DeAndre Swift didn't do particularly well, albeit a great running back. Um even even like the Kareem Hunt, I guess, didn't do very well last season. If there's a couple of them, uh, I guess you you got your Patriots who are always on the lookout. I think for free agents, aren't they? They've just released James Robinson. Whether that's freeing up a spot, although obviously it'd be behind Stevenson. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. 
Not I sure. think the teams that have got potential spaces to take him are committee running back teams. So I, I don't think he's going to be going anywhere where he's he's going to be the stand. I don't know, he's obviously going to be the number one, but I can still see it being a, a committee. Because there were rumours of him going like in one of the well, say rumours, one of the um, best landing spots that they said would have been Buffalo, but he didn't want to go there because he didn't want to take his brother's job, which is which is understandable. Comical would that be? Yeah, that's funny. Well, I think we've got a couple of snippets after uh, after this episode. So, so Charlie definitely not drafting a Browns player, uh, and and Scully or remortgaging. Notes made indeed. There we have it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, lots of interesting topics for us to talk about leading up to the season. And one year on from last year, we've got plenty of new fantasy strategies that we're yet to reveal. Until next time, you can find us on Twitter, searching 2Toms1Ash, or drop us an email on hello at 2Toms1Ash.com. Thanks again to Arc Cinemas. And in honour of the recently released Brown's new logo, I'll let this classic see you out. Yeah.